Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I would like to talk about the XFL because you may have spent a little time watching it this weekend. I know that I did. And here was my approach to it. And we can talk about this, and I'm sure it'll be an ongoing conversation about the XFL. Obviously, I'm old enough to remember the first iteration of the XFL, and I remember this is the XFL and all that stuff and how crazy it seemed. And well, I was just sitting there like, do I really need to invest in this? And if you remember, you can actually go back to the Loho Daily about the AAF. I have the same kind of feeling about the AAF. Like if it's good, it'll make its way to me. Like I don't. I didn't feel the need to seek it out. I felt like there would be enough traffic on Twitter and there would be, I'd be scrolling around on Saturday or Sunday and all this stuff to, to be able to get a sense of what it's all about. couple of things. I will say that I thought that going into Saturday, I watch a ton of sports centers, you can probably imagine. I thought going into Saturday, it was way too much coverage, way too much. And I know that I understand that ESPN is a partner. I was listening to a report that Diana Rossini did on one of the games and it just there was nothing there. And it's not Diana's fault. Like she's a good reporter. It's just that it's a league that hadn't started. So you're stuck if you're them. You're stuck in trying to report on it. And trying to sell it at the same time. And I I did a major eye roll. And I was like, ugh, we're already off to a bad start. But then I, I enjoyed watching a little bit of the games on Saturday. The games on Saturday were more exciting than the games that were played on Sunday. I'm still trying to get my bearings of what teams are where. And who's coaching what. And who's quarterbacking. And we're already lamenting the fact that Landry Jones isn't quarterbacking for one of the teams and all this stuff. Sunday was a little bit different for me. Sunday I went out to my parents' house and I was hanging out with my dad. My dad is the academic and but he likes football. He actually really likes football. I think more than anything else. Like he enjoys watching football. And so I said, "Well, there's a new football league." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" So there's this league called the XFL. I said, have you heard anything about it? No, granted, my dad's in his mid-70s. He's, you know, he's not on social media. He reads the newspaper every day. He doesn't even really, like, I wouldn't even call him someone who watches SportsCenter or Fox Sports. He watches my show when I'm on TV and listens to my show. He had no idea that the XFL was a thing. So watching the XFL with him was actually a lot of fun because I was trying to explain to him some of the differences in what was going on. Here's what I figured out about some of the rule change stuff. The two forward pass thing thing is a gimmick to me and just we don't need it. it you, you don't need it. If I were advising the XFL, I'd tell them it's, that's one of those things where you're going to look back and go, eh, is that really what we were trying to do? There are other parts of it that I do like. I like the kickoff rule. And the reason that I like it is that with the touchbacks in the NFL, it takes away what can be some of the more fun 
plays of the week, our kickoff returns. Now, I would prefer that it was old school, full speed, kickoff return, kick the ball to the one and let a guy see if they can bring it out and make a play like Corderell Patterson. I like what the XFL is doing because if you think about it, outside of kickoffs, there aren't plays where players can just leave, you know, that that are. I like the fact that they have a scrimmage line and that's where players can start their kick return coverage or their kick return pursuit or, or blocking. Like I, I actually really like that idea and I thought that it led to some actual fun kickoff returns. So I think that that's a winner. I think that that's a winner of an idea for them. The other thing that I took away from it, it's not a rules thing. Uh, the guy with the, the ball bag guy, um, yeah, I guess I got to be careful the way I say it, but the ball bag guy, it's kind of gimmicky too. His whole job is to set the, the balls down because the play clock is only 25 seconds. A lot of NFL teams are getting up to the line of scrimmage faster anyway. But okay, you want to make the game faster by having 25-second play clock instead of a 40-second play clock. Cool. The the innovation that I like that I think we'll see if it makes its way to the NFL is getting a chance to listen to what's happening in the replay booth. What's going on? Now, I think this is both a good thing and a bad thing for both the XFL and the NFL. I think it's a good thing because it gives off an air of transparency, but that transparency can also bite you in the ass. And there were times when I was listening to the referees for the XFL that I was like, oh no, they don't know what down it is or what down it's supposed to be. And some of it, that needs to, the communication between them needs to get polished up a little bit. And I don't know if the NFL is going to let you into their mechanism the way that the XFL probably feels like they should. So that was something I like. And as I'm sitting there with my dad, I said, would you watch this? And I left at, at halftime of the, the first game on Sunday. And I asked him, you know, do you want me to turn the channel? Do you want me, do you want to watch something else? And he said, no, I want to see how this all turns out, which honestly shocked me I didn't think that he was I thought he was it was one of those things where I thought he was humoring me (laughs) you know like I thought he was he was humoring um me wanting to watch sports and he's like no I'll watch the end of this thing the New York Tampa game and when I told him that Trestman was the coach in Tampa he's like oh yeah that that guy and then and then I just started laughing because I kept thinking about Terry Boers calling him Dr. Death. And his team is not good. And then they they played his halftime speech. And I was just like, oh, no. This, you know what? How about this? How about I play it for you? I'm, I'm going to play the halftime speech of one Mark Trestman for you. And we got to keep our poise, right? This is an opportunity. It's- Look around and let's find out who we are. Let's find out what we're all about. There's a lot of game left. Let's stay together. Let's get things cleaned up at halftime. And let's go out there. Offense, we start. 
Offense starts. Let's go to work. Defense, get ready. Go get that quarterback and keep playing the deep ball. Now, look, not every halftime speech can be Al Pacino's pregame speech from any given Sunday. I understand that, and most guys will tell you that this is exactly the way that it's going to go in halftimes where there isn't a lot of time for the gathering of the whole team. Guys are using the bathroom. They're getting bananas and oranges. Some guys are getting IVs. You're usually broken down into your position groups anyway, but still that was the most, the most Tressman esque (laughs) halftime speech ever, ever. It was, as Terry would say, Dr. Death. That's what it was right there. And and his that, that was courtesy of the Tampa Bay Vipers. And I guess the Vipers are going to be the team that we're going to spend a lot of time in Chicago talking about because Dr. Death is their coach. But they got beat up, and and I, I I was sitting there watching the second game, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I fell asleep during the second game. It was at St. Louis versus Dallas. I'm not invested in the XFL yet, but, and this is what I was trying to explain to my dad. I was like, look, this isn't the NFL, and it isn't. It's probably a little bit higher than high level college football. But the investment is going to be the thing. In places where there isn't a team, how do you make this league a national brand? Is it the betting aspect of it? And that's another thing that they've got to figure out. Fox and ESPN have got to get on the same page on how they're going to handle the betting aspect of the XFL. Because there were some differences in the graphics between what was on Fox and what was on ESPN. So they kind of need to get those two things together. But it's, it's a little bit better than high-level college football with none of the energy. And I know that there were a couple of places where there were a lot of people in the stands, and I don't care that much. I mean, this is a, a made-for-TV event more than it is something that, that people are going to the stadiums for. I, I'm hopeful that it works. It'd be nice to have spring football. But I got to tell you, it's going to be hard to pry me away from the things that are coming next. It's going to be hard on a Saturday in March to keep me from a conference tournament or a significant game, a significant conference game in one of the the big six conferences for watching the XFL. When baseball comes back, like that's that's it, you know, like that's it. But they've had I thought it was a good head start. I am curious to see what the ratings are. Because remember, when the XFL debuted back in the day, and I think it was in NBC, so that skews the ratings a little bit, it being on over-the-air television, the numbers were huge, and then they kind of tailed off. Same thing for the AAF. The numbers were huge that first week, and then they tailed off, and then the league wasn't solvent. It seems as if the league is solvent, but who knows? The pay scale is bizarre, and the way that they that Oliver Luck has kind of been going around like, well, these guys only make $50,000 a year. Like that's not a selling point to me because it makes me feel like they're not the best players available, which they aren't. And I know that, but there's got to be a suspension of disbelief. So that's my quick review of the XFL. 
I'm still trying to figure out where teams are and what their names are and what their colors are. But I'll I don't know if I'm gonna make it a point to to tune back in, but I won't turn away just because it's the XFL, see if they get better and better. And I'm sure that there'll be some conversation about it this week on the score because this is a good time for it. Teams haven't reported to training camp yet. Spring training, I mean. They haven't done that yet. There is the blockbuster trade to talk about. But it was okay. So far, so good, right? Talk to you next time.